We are less than 24 hours away from a deal or no deal or a possible extension to try and reach a deal with Iran and the nuclear talks. The deadline nears and the differences remain. Negotiations over the Iranian nuclear program reached a critical phase today. Diplomats were struggling to overcome not just tiny differences, but substantial differences. And again, like I said, less than 24 hours before that deadline for the outline of an agreement. That was the deadline given. Now, there are many people that feel, hey, there'll be, you know, another delay and there'll be another extension. But with the target date tomorrow, that target that they're supposed to have some kind of a framework in place, some kind of an accord, and that we're just hours away from that, the top diplomats from the five permanent members of the UN Security Council and Germany were meeting with Iran to try to bridge the remaining gaps to hammer out an understanding that would serve as the basis for a final accord to be reached by the end of June. According to U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry, quote, we are working late into the night and obviously into tomorrow. He's been meeting with his Iranian counterpart, Mohammad Javad Zarif, in Lausanne uh, since Thursday. This was an intense effort to reach a political understanding on terms that would curb Iran's nuclear activities. And in exchange, they would get some relief of sanctions. And I say some because not all the sanctions would be lifted. The secretary went on to say there's, quote, a little more light there today, but there are still some tricky issues. Everyone knows the meaning of tomorrow. Now, as Kerry and others at the table said the sides have made some progress, Iran has considered demands for further cuts to its uranium enrichment program, but they've pushed back on how long it must limit technology that it could use to make atomic arms. And they're, you know, people say, oh, they're, you know, being, you know, they're hiding things. They're being, you know, pretty clandestine. I think that that's being pretty transparent. In addition to sticking points on research and development, differences remain on the timing and the scope of sanctions removal. So what do we got? What do we have here? What we have in every negotiation when you're almost at or perhaps at an impasse. You have Iran wanting more sanctions lifted and quicker than we want to give. And we have more limits on their uranium enrichment than they want to do, right? German Foreign Minister Frank Walter Steinmeier said, or Frank Walter Steinmeier said, Iran's expectations for the talks are, quote, very ambitious and not yet acceptable to his country, Germany, or the other five negotiating. That's the United States, Great Britain, China, France, and Russia. He said that he's not going to allow a bad deal. He said he'll only arrive at a document that's ready to sign if it excludes Iran getting access to nuclear weapons. And that's not cleared up yet. Obviously, if they want not to have a complete limitation to the technology enriching, enriching uranium that they could use to make atomic arms. But there are some people that say Iran has a right to defend itself. I mean, if Israel has over 100 nuclear weapons, and God knows how many we have in India, even Pakistan, why is it Iran that everyone's so concerned about and afraid of? I mean, North Korea could wipe out a number of of people, including South Korea, an ally of ours. And they have tested missiles. We don't know how successfully, but we know they've tested. There's been no testing by Iran. Experts like our guest in the last hour have said that Iran is so far away 
from the completion of not only a nuclear weapon, but, you know, testing for that weapon and whether or not there is success for that weapon. And that they actually know if they were to bomb Israel, it would be suicide. Israel alone could make a parking lot out of Iran, not to mention the response worldwide. And if Netanyahu were to attack Iran, also not a good idea. You might see some change in loyalty from some nations that have been very friendly with Israel lately, Jordan, Egypt, Saudi Arabia even. But there are questions of limit on research and development that uh, Iran would be allowed to continue that is problematic for some of the leaders, especially for Germany. Now, there are some officials, though, that say that issue of the scope and timing of sanctions relief, well, that's a sticking point for them, too. When you check out the Twitter page today, Gerard Arrault, the French ambassador to the United States, said that very substantial problems remain to be solved. So this is a sign that talks would go down to the wire. And uh, the Russian foreign minister, he actually had to leave a day after arriving to return to Moscow. But his spokeswoman said he will return tomorrow. But he's only calling tomorrow if there's a realistic chance for a deal. And Iran's deputy foreign minister, Abbas Arakachi, told Iranian state television that the talks were not likely to reach any conclusion until, quote, tomorrow or the day after tomorrow. He said, quote, we are still in the position to be able to say we are close to resolving the remaining issues, but we are hopeful and will continue the efforts. Our president, his administration, he says any deal will stretch the time Iran needs to make a nuclear weapon from the present two to three months to at least a year. But critics object that would keep the nuclear technology program in Tehran intact, and they want it dismantled entirely. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, we know he's at the forefront accusing Iran uh, of helping Shia rebels uh, who have advanced in Yemen. He says the deal in the work sends the message, quote, there is a reward for Iran's aggression. But Iran has been showing aggression in a positive manner, fighting ISIS in Iraq, boots on the ground. He said, quote, Netanyahu, we do not shut our eyes and we will continue to act against any threat. Uh, these are the warnings that it will use uh, force as a last uh, resort against Tehran's nuclear program. Again, I, I think it could be practically suicide for Israel and certainly suicide for Iran if either of these nations were to strike each other. Now, officials on uh, the, there uh, said the sides were advancing on limits to aspects of the program that Iran has to enrich uranium, and that can be used to make the core of a nuclear warhead. So let's be clear, enriching uranium isn't the fat lady singing with regard to a nuclear missile. It can be, it can be used to make the core of a nuclear warhead. Tehran has said it is willing to address concerns and concerns we, we have, and, you know, they're, they're justified, right, about the stockpiles of enriched uranium, which they definitely have. Uh, it, it denies that it will ship it out of the country. Some Western officials have said that could be the case. As a matter of fact, there was a, an official today that said Iran might deal with the issue by diluting its stocks to a level that would be, not be weapons grade. And a senior State Department official said that shipping the stockpile is one of the viable options that have been under discussion for months, but resolution is still being discussed. Because obviously, how do, what do you do with it? How do you get rid of it, right? And make sure that they have nothing or the level of uranium to be enriched that all of these nations are included except. Uranium enrichment has been, by the way, the chief concern, and this has been for over a decade, uh, this has been 
the chief concern, there have been international attempts to cap Iran's nuclear programs. Now, according to Western officials, the main obstacles to a deal are actually not enrichment-related anymore. And what they are now is the type and length of restrictions on the research Tehran can do and development of advanced centrifuges and the pace of the sanctions being lifted. Okay, So it would seem that one big hurdle, one big concern to the international community will be addressed. Now, the State Department has uh, said that... um, that that by the way the person who gave that information obviously has to remain anonymous but they did say uh, those that that information in line with US briefing rules over the past weeks Iran has moved from demanding that it be allowed to keep nearly 10,000 centrifuges and ranging uranium to agreeing to 6,000 so they're down to almost half and Tehran now may be ready to accept even fewer which it would seem the international community desires and demands. Tehran says it wants to enrich only for energy, science, industry, and medicine. But of course, there are many nations, including our own, that fear Iran could use that technology to make weapons-grade uranium, and that is a huge concern. I have a lot of questions for you today, and before I ask them, I want you to know where I stand. I think that this is a better deal than we've ever had and the closest we've ever had. I don't think we lift all sanctions, and I'm not sure if we really are in a position to take away all ability to enrich uranium. Iran is a sovereign nation, and they technically have a right to have nuclear weapons. And people might say, well, they agreed not to. So did we, and we have them. So I have some questions for you because I I don't feel they'll make it by tomorrow. I think there'll be an extension. I do think eventually they will reach a deal. I know that it's hard to trust, but I honestly feel that if we provide a better economy for Iranians, they will not be joining ISIS, burning American flags, and you can turn the hatred into tolerance for a former enemy. And I think the United States would be, it would be in our best interest and the world's best interest to do that. So let me ask you a few questions. One, will tomorrow's deadline for the agreement be met? And if not, should there be an extension? Will there be? If it's rushed, what consequences can we expect? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Now, are you hopeful that a deal will be reached? Why or why not? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Do you think this deal is good or bad in your eyes? And do you believe that our Secretary of State, John Kerry, has the upper hand in the negotiations with Iran? I mean, the United States is holding extremely strong economic sanctions over Iran's head, and they need the relief. We're back talking about Iran and the uh, deal or lack of a deal that we have less than 24 hours from that deadline uh, regarding uh, the nuclear talks and really what it comes down to is limiting uh, greatly, because I don't think we're going to be able to get rid of all uh, uranium enrichment uh, program that Tehran has, uh, so that they cannot and will not be able to uh, build a nuclear weapon. And what they want is uh, more sanctions removed in a quicker period of time. That's where it comes down to and what it comes down to right now. Let's get to your calls, 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Let's go to Line 5 in Florida with Jeff. Hey, Jeff, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. Uh, if, 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 what it comes down to, Leslie, is not so much 
what you were remarking about, but it comes down to the economics of what's going on around the world. The economics is controlling everything, including world politics. And the problem is human beings aren't getting their basic needs met, their education, food, and shelter, for a minimal amount of a day's work, let's say 5% of a day or 10% of a day. And if we base the economics on physics, and there's a, there's a website that I just read called hrem.org, but if we base it on something like that, we could pretty much stop all this insanity from going on in Yemen, going on in, in, in the Gaza Strip. It's all about economics. Do you agree on that or not? I do. That's why when, when you know, when, that's why when the, the woman from the State Department said to, you know, uh, you know, give jobs and people laughed at her, you know, to get, you know, to reduce terrorism. And, you know, that's not the only thing. But absolutely, you're not going to join ISIS. You're not going to want to blow things up if, if you, your stomach right. is full, if you're happy and if you have some level of dignity and feel like you have self worth especially exactly. especially men and iran has more men than women which is not typical most uh, countries have more women than men the world does as well our country does as well and they have a very young population and a high unemployment rate i think rohani's a smart man because he looked at this and he said this is a powder keg if i don't get these sanctions removed we got to cut some deal here we got to bend over if we have to but if i don't get some or you know as many of these sanctions you know uh, removed these people are going to turn on the government they we're going to overthrow the government at some point. We're going to we're going to take a break. If you have more to say, call it. We'll be back with you. We're back and we're back to Jeff in Florida. Line five. We're talking Iran. Jeff and I agree. Right. You got to feed them. You got to You got to give them a, an ability. You know, you know, a loaf of bread in Iran is almost twelve dollars. And, when, well, when you, thing, and, the, and when, you don't have a job. You don't have a job. You don't even have the minimum wage we make here. How do you feed your family? Well, well, the trouble is we can't have a minimum wage. We need a living wage worldwide, so people have their basic needs met. Then we allow the free market to kick in. No, I'm, to- I'm totally problem. with you. Nobody really want nobody. Hardly anybody, unless you're really a lunatic, is going to go around blowing people. It's much harder to recruit people if they're happy to. Exactly. A, a matter of fact, from what I gather, from what I can read. ISIS is taking the insanity of what's going on throughout the world. They're paying their people as much as we make in a middle-class um, salary in this country. And, of course, they're, they're, they're recruiting people. Look, you're, everybody... ta- you're, taking, you're taking somebody who's down and out on their luck. They feel like, you know, they're a guy who feels worthless. They're basically saying, you know, the guy can't get a date. He can't get a job. He doesn't have friends. He doesn't have money. They're saying, come here. We'll give you money. We'll get you a wife. And we'll put a gun in your hand. And all you've got to do is kill people for us. Yeah, exactly. See, this, 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 the problem is we need to have, and it would be a lot cheaper to put a system in that allows all humanity to have their basic needs met, and then let the free market take effect. So, so Jeff, you, have... you, agree with, you agree with what the president and uh, the other nations want to do, which is strike a deal, you stop enriching uranium or reduce greatly, and we'll lift some of those sanctions and give you some breathing room. I, I sort of agree with that because I don't want to see anybody killed. But the reality is, is they're not going to do that because they're trying to set up a, a basic freedom for their for their people. And if it's going to be using power to control the economic system, they're going to keep on fighting for that. But if uh, I, I don't, I don't disagree with that, Jeff. Do you think that? 
Netanyahu, Boehner, and the others who are, you know, trying to make the world believe that Iran wants to, you know, wipe Israel off the map are being beyond unrealistic when you look at the number of nuclear weapons and just the uh, the the uh, they have more weaponry than we used. Or they have the capacity to do more damage and harm than we did in World War II when we dropped two bombs. Iran is much smaller. Uh, than uh, uh, Japan and uh, certainly smaller than the United States. And I think it, it would be suicide, and Iran knows it, if they were to strike But the thing Israel. is, if you're going to die because of the economic system or you're going to die because of the bomb, the bottom line here is dying. So, okay. my, so my point is, well, I, I heard Obama say the other day, listen, we have to have what's fair. Well, how do you know what's fair unless you have a basic measurement? How do you how, – the Occupy groups, why it's, what's fair? Well, how do you know what's fair? Basic measure, basic needs must be met. Education, food, and shelter for a minimal amount of life. Otherwise, if everyone alive now gets their basic needs met, but they may be working 16, 20 hours a week if they can get a job. And not everyone does get their needs met. Jeff, very good points. Call me again there, buddy. Thank you, Jeff in Florida. Obviously a Northeastern or New York transplant. Uh, thank you for the call. Uh, speaking of New York, let's go to Kevin. Kevin's in New York City. He's on line one. Hey, Kevin, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. I was thinking the same same thing about that last call. He sounds like he's from my neighborhood, not Florida. <laughs> well, you know, uh, there's, I used to live in Miami. There's a lot of New Yorkers down there, especially in the winter. Yes, Leslie. Uh, First-time caller and listener. like your program. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, I just want to give you a little background before I go into my spiel. Uh, I served in the Middle East many times with the military. Uh, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, and a bunch of other beautiful uh, countries. Um Right now, I'm undecided on the Iran issue. I know a decent amount on the matter, certainly more than your average American. It's, unfortunately, that's not too hard. But I plan to follow up and learn more. Um, but with that said, what my initial feelings are, yes, uh, I heard you say this before, many other nations have nukes, but most of them don't threaten to wipe their neighbors off the map and say death to a, you know, to America. And those same countries... Don't deny that they're gay people and stone people on a routine basis. So that gets well, 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 wait, 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 wait a minute. In the United States, in the state I'm sitting in, in California, mm-hmm. there is a measure that could not be stopped to kill all gay people. You know that, right? I did hear something about okay. that. Yeah. There, there are there are measures in this country to deport. Children and chain and, and and take their citizenship away from them simply because their parents are illegal and they're born here. Yeah. There are measures in this country to prohibit people from getting married who are the same sex. There are measures in this country to prohibit women from not abortions, but from access to clinics that provide mammograms and, 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 and breast screening and pelvic exams and all the other girl stuff that you don't want to hear you have to have done. I, I mean, the list goes on. Uh, we, we don't ha- women don't make the same on the dollar in this country, the most progressive country, supposedly, you know, on the planet. We've never had a female president or vice president uh, for that matter. And quite frankly, some people consider, not I, uh, but uh, executing, and you look at some states like Texas that do it in Florida, that, you know, do the hell of a lot, uh, to be as barbaric. This is a country that has a prison called Guantanamo Bay, where we threw hundreds of people, many of which who were not guilty, obviously we let them go, and have still not charged them. 
or brought them to court or a military tribunal. Can I go on? I, I served in Guantanamo Bay too, but during the Cuban uh, during the refugee crisis down there, I agree. And everything you I I consider myself left of center. Okay, everything you said I agree with, and I think we should all change that. But comparing those things to some of the stuff the thinking I've seen in the Middle East is like night and day. Yeah, but but it's not all the thinking. I've lived in Israel. I lived in Pakistan. And mm-hmm. I, I and I and I've been to Jordan. I've been to Egypt. That, that's not all the thinking. First of all, the great thing about Iran, and I haven't been to Iran, uh, but the great thing about Iran, I live in Los Angeles, which is known as after the overthrow of the Shah, Tehranjelis. Okay, yeah, yeah. we have the second largest. Uh, 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 Persian population, Iranian population in the world next to Iran in the Los Angeles area. And uh, the Iranians that I talk to that know more about their homeland than I do, and I've learned a lot from, and most of them hate the country's supreme leader, but, you know, a little bit lukewarm to Rouhani. They said, you know, the youth is so much more moderate. The future of Iran is so much more moderate. And, you know, we can thank perhaps social media for that. Uh, but, you know, not everybody is of the mindset. It's just they can't necessarily stop it because they live in fear of their government. And you know this in these other countries. I mean, in the Middle East, you don't steal because they cut your finger off. Um, and if yeah. you steal, what, three times they cut your two or three times they cut their entire hand off. So it's not that, oh, people are more law abiding in Saudi Arabia. They're just more, you know, you know, scared the bejesus out of them by their, their gov- by their government. Oh, of course. Um when a huge problem, and I've seen it firsthand over there, is not so much what other countries, it's the Shia-Sunni divide. I hope one day they can get over it, but it doesn't look like that's happening. Um, and all those things that I said to you, mostly everything I agree with you, and it's just, I mean, it was just things that I was thinking about. But also, Leslie, you got to realize that there's a lot of movements behind the scenes that we're not privy to, and, and we will never be, for example... A country like Egypt with a leader like al-Sisi, which who I happen to like, getting with our people behind the scenes and saying, listen, this is not a good deal because me and my buddies, A, B, and C, and D, we want to do this and that. All that chess game behind the scenes we don't know about. And you, you know what I'm saying? No, we don't. We never will. Yeah. I mean, we'll know the outcome to a degree or, you know, as transparent as things can be. We'll probably get some misinformation along with some of the actual factual information. But at the end of the day, what we've been doing hasn't been working. True, true. I mean, some um, people might say, well, it has because they don't have a bomb or, 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 or it ha- you know, it, it has because they haven't bombed Israel again, especially uh, with the guests that I had on last hour. And who, who knows exactly what and how many, uh, you know, nuclear weapons Israel has. I, Iran might as well just put a bullet. Everybody should just, you know, stand up, take a gun and blow their brains out if they were to attack Israel. He says it's all lip service, and I agree. What, what, what I don't like, and especially where I live, it's like taboo to even talk about. I have a feeling a lot of people when the Republicans come out, and it's like, no way, no way, no way. A lot of people's interest is Israel first, and they're so influenced by APAC that... You know, it's so weird you say that. My cousin, I'm half Jewish, I think you know, my cousin, one of my Jewish cousins, and I had breakfast the day Netanyahu spoke. And Netanyahu had spoken to APAC the day before, and he's a member. And I said to him, political free, Middle East free conversation here. And when uh, Netanyahu came on the TV, because they had him on every TV and every hotel, because, you know, APAC, you know, members are staying there. I said, do you want to listen? He goes, no, I heard him yesterday. And he goes, besides, you're my cousin. 
And I said, really? He goes, yeah. And he goes, I said, so family first over Israel. He's like, hell yeah. And you know something somebody asked me, Kevin, and this is something you can ask people in New York, we'll see. I asked it once in L.A. on a talk show. If we were to be at war with Israel, who would you fight for if you're Jewish? Mm-hmm. And that's really what it comes down to. I mean, I saw signs when I was in D.C. that said, I'm Jewish and I'm an American and I love Israel, but I'm an American. And then on the other hand, I know a lot. I, li- I happen to live in a Jewish immigrant neighborhood. I've met many people, Leslie, and I don't, I'm a dual citizen. My parents are from Ireland, right? Now, I served in the American military. Would I ever think of serving in the Irish military? Hell no. This is my country. Right. I've met a lot of Jewish Americans that were born here in New York City, served in one army and one army only, and that army happened to be Israel. I think that's wrong. Um, no, I agree with you. I, you know, look, I'm half Jewish. I, I was brought up seriously, and it's changed greatly. That you know, Israel's wonderful. Germans and Arabs bad. Okay, seriously, I tell, I tell all my, and yep. I, you know, but then I grew up and became educated and traveled the world, and that can make a difference. I be, you yep. know, I believe. Um, so I, I, I just, uh, I think we have to do something. Is this the best deal? No, but there's no alternative. You better call me again. You're awesome, and I bet you live in in Brooklyn somewhere. If you're in a Queens, Queens. Oh, you live in Queens. I used, I used to live on Roosevelt Island. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a, I, I dated a girl there. That's unbelievable. You did. Okay. Well, I used to always go to Queens to do my shopping, and of course for great Greek food. Uh, thanks for calling, buddy. I hope to hear from you again. I'm Leslie Woodbreak. We'll be back to more of your calls right after this. Don't go. Away. We're back. Let's get back to the calls. I'm Leslie Mar. Marshall talking Iran, whether you like or don't like the deal that we're trying to get done. Manny in Massachusetts on line three is next. Hey, Manny, how are you? Hello, Leslie. Um, I'll tell you the truth. I really don't care if there's a deal or there is a deal. Okay, but why is I, that? Because uh, I'm more scared of North Korea having a nuke, Pakistan having nukes and not being able to secure them. New, uh, Pakistan does have nuclear weapons. North Korea has tested uh, missiles, but we don't know uh, if they were effective. We just know that they tested them, and I think it's a valid concern. They they tested missiles and they tested nukes on the ground. Um, they've done maybe two or three underground nukes, and they still work. Well, exactly. So, you know, it's sort of like, you know, Iran's not. Yeah. And why is that? I mean, North Korea was considered an axis of evil and their current leader seems like more of a wingnut than Iran's current leader. Not former, but currently. Because he's very unstable. I mean, Iran launched a missile to Israel. I mean, how dumb is that? They know they do do you it. think it's because North Korea doesn't threaten Israel that Iran gets the attention as the, you know, big, bad antichrist? No, I think it's the Republicans. Pretty much, to tell you the truth, um, they always are, you know, concerned about Israel because, I mean, let's face it, they're in the middle and they're surrounded by countries who really don't like them or don't want them to be there to begin with. But, like I said, it's just more scary for them to have the weapon than to Saudi Arabia have it. I mean, um, Iran have it. But I think there will be a deal just because Iran has more to lose by not making a deal. So they're, they're, they have the incentive to make a deal. Um, but like I said, I, it's never here or there. really don't care much about Iran. They don't scare me. 
All right, North Korea does. Manny, very good points, actually, and I think a lot of people forget that North Korea does test. Uh, let's go to Ron in California, line two. Ron, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Leslie. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Listen, uh, my name is Ron Richardson. I'm a retired trade union official. I'm a an ultra-liberal Democrat, a Elizabeth Warren Democrat. I agree with just about everything you said that's wrong with the United States. And there's a few more things that uh, that I could add to the list. Um, and you and I just disagree on one item, and that's the item where you said that Iran is a sovereign country and has a right to have nuclear weapons. And I don't. Th- I think that you know you may be right in that they've got a right to have nuclear weapons, but we've got a right to not do business with them and impose sanctions. Oh, very, very true. But my point is that every, for example, if Iran has nothing and no ability to, Iran has no ability truly to defend itself. Then in a few years, Iran could be crying out like Israel is today. Iran doesn't have to defend itself. Iran is. Going Iran to has to defend itself if if Israel strikes, and Netanyahu has inferred that he would. Israel's not going to strike if unless they start stockpiling nuclear weapons to blow them out of the water, and then they've got to do something. Actually, 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 Israel has numerous nuclear weapons. They could do more damage than we did in World you War know what? II. If you were a, a little tiny bit of a country trying to survive, surrounded by enemies, you'd need nuclear weapons too. But the countries around them certainly don't need them. Well, I I don't I don't agree necessarily. And I, look, I my my thing is my thing is why is it okay for Pakistan? Why is it okay for India? Why is it okay for us? Why is it okay for Israel? But it's not okay for you know Iran. Pakistan and India are, are if either one of them didn't have nuclear weapons, the other one would take them over. So and you I don't think, you you I, think, you, I think, you, think you have no problem you have no problem, and that's why we're trying to strike this deal. I, well, that's why. What about North Korea, like the earlier caller said? I don't care about North Korea. It's interesting that you're half Jewish. I'm not, by the way, but you're half Jewish, and yet you're anti-Israel. And no, I'm not anti-Israel. I'm just not a fan of Netanyahu. I am. I, I favor a two-state solution. I don't like. I don't like Netanyahu either. But you're you're pro-Iran. No, I'm not pro-Iran. I mean, first of all, I'm not pro-Iran. I mean, I think what they do to their women and a lot, and obviously to their people is terrible. I don't like their system where their politician who's in charge, Rouhani, is basically a figurehead, and you have the supreme leaders who are religious. I strongly believe in separation of uh, religion and government, separation of church and state, like we practice here in the United well, States. Not, but yeah, by but the way, Israel does not practice. Israel does not practice that either. It's one of the reasons I do not like, I, and I would not favor a Zionist religion. State of Israel. You're not going to satisfy any of those countries by saying separate church and state because they're all controlled. Well, but that's not what I'm doing. I'm simply responding to what you said. I'm not anti-Israel. I've lived in Israel. I'm not anti-Israel. I simply don't. uh, I don't feel that Israel is as wonderful as I was taught it was by my Jewish family members. Well, I'm not saying that they're wonderful. I'm saying all they really want is to be left alone. And it's their neighbors around them that aren't leaving them alone. That's not their fault. Well, they're not leaving them alone because you have to understand that there's a huge burden on certain countries like Jordan, for example, when you have the number of hundreds of thousands of Palestinian refugees that they can't house, they can't feed. And and That's they, right. they and, and they've the got to close of, their bo- and they have to close their borders to these people. So the they support of, a two-state the solution for the these Arab, people. They, you have to remember the that the, the, Arab, the Arab world considers Israel Palestine. 
and therefore and they feel the Palestinian they, people deserve a piece of that land. If the rest of the Arabs would turn around and take care of those Palestinians, there wouldn't be a problem. Israel but wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You wait a minute. No. Wait a minute. If Israel gives them what they want and they're surrounded by them, then you're going to have Israel getting blown up. You obviously don't know. You know, you can't generalize like that. They're not every man, woman, and child who's Palestinian, a third of which are Christian, by the way, uh, not Muslim, are blowing people up. Are the Hamas faction? Oh. Yes. But, you know, not the people. They, they're trying to feed themselves and putting bulletproof vests see, on their kids to go to school. See, did you see what happened in, in, in countries all over the Middle East when 9-11 hit? They were cheering in the streets. No, that is not true. That is not yes, true. It is true. No, it is no, not, really actually. Oh, it is not. It is proved. It has been. You know what? It is. You want fact or you want fiction? There was a clip that actually CNN retracted that they had of people cheering. And when they found the date, it wasn't after 9-11. It was before 9-11. And they were burning American flags. And it was from Iran. It was over a different incident. So that is not the case. Listen, I think that we should tell them that you're not going to have nuclear weapons, that if you don't reach an agreement, we're going to double the sanctions. And that's the only way to. That's the only way to. Well, do you do you do that, and if that was your deal, then ISIS would be definitely more populated in the next few days. I'm not worried about ISIS. We can blow them out of the water, but yeah, the we obviously can't. Of, we haven't been able to push back the, the number of territories they've controlled thus far in Syria and Iraq with our drone strikes alone. Although we've made a dent, we haven't been successful in taking those territories back. We are out of time. Out of time for the show. I'm Leslie Marshall. Thank you for joining me. If you were holding and didn't get in, call me tomorrow. Call me tomorrow. This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time, you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery. Want to know the coolest thing about St. Pete Clearwater? We'll give you a hint. It's not the beach. It's Central Ave. This is St. Pete at its funkiest, foodiest, and most fun. It's where street art meets sidewalk cafes and one-of-a-kind boutiques. Where everyone is welcome, even dogs. And where the coolest craft breweries meet the city's hottest nightlife. So think outside the beach, get to know St. Pete's coolest street, and experience centralav.com.